Welcome everyone to the Dream Builders podcast. I am super excited for this upcoming episode because in this episode, we're going to talk about becoming more of who you were born to be and less about who you have been conditioned to be. And of course, what the steps are that you can take to decondition. And I've invited a very special guest today who knows all about that. And I'm very delighted to introduce to you, Runa Magnusdottir. Now, Runa is a leadership coach and a mentor for change makers and thought leaders. And she's also the co-creator of the Game of Boxes and the co-creator of the No More Boxes movement. Runa, thank you so much for coming on the Dream Builders podcast. Oh, it's such an honor. Just Dream Building podcast, just the name itself is intriguing. Let's start this inspiring conversation. Now, Runa last time you told me and i would love to start with that for people to get a big picture of what you're doing that you have a very ambitious goal with the no more boxes movement of reaching more than 100 million people and you've already established more than millions of contact points by the time i, I believe yeah. wow yeah, <laughs> so this is for me very inspiring also with what i'm dream building with, with dream builders right now um so can you tell us perhaps a little bit about what that no more boxes movement exactly is and how you came to build that and what it means for you as well. Yeah. I would it's a lot at once, right? But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why don't we just start with how did this whole thing start? Because I think many people will actually relate to, to that beginning. So back in 2017, I was invited to speak at the United Nations um, along with my change makers. Uh, it was a conference called Impact Leadership Global Summit. And the, this conference was looking at three out of the 15 UN Sustainable Development Goals um, on gender equality, peace, and sustainability. And on one of the panels, one of my changemakers, and now the co-creator of the, the movement, Nick Haynes, he's, he gets this question. And the question was, despite all the, the laws and regulations and all the work that we've been doing in the world for gender equality, why have we not reached it? And Nick answered, well, it's actually a very simple reason why we haven't reached it. It's because we keep putting people into boxes. And although we do that as a way for us to understand things and, and, and get our head around things, the problem is when we expect people to live and behave as these boxes. And Joachim, there I was in, in, at the UN and I'm listening to him and I kind of like, it just struck me what he was saying. It kind of just went, I went, whoa, hang on a minute. I've been an advocate for gender equality for as long as I can remember. I come from a country that has been ranking number one for gender equality for, I think, the past 11 or 12 years. I am the past vice president for the, one of the largest uh, organizations, uh, women's business leaders here. I can go on and on. And one of my biggest issues as we have been moving forward in Iceland, my biggest issue has been about the more we move forward to this, the more gap I've been noticing between 
here comes the man, the man box and the woman box. So it's be, has been, in, that was never my intention. My intention and what I was thinking when I was in this whole movement of wanting to see more equality, I was seeing it, my vision was we can, how about if we use uh, our diversity, our skills, our experience, our, you know, all of these things that we are and we come as human beings into the world. Never this division. And as Nick is saying that, I'm thinking, wow, yeah. It's when we start to generalize and we say, men are this, women are that. And forgetting that we are all sorts. We're not just one thing in either box. It's kind of like we could get everything. And this is where we start to talk about, we start and we never go into the really the discussions. We are always in some, just, well, the conversation never goes into what the, the real issue. So he's, he, he's there and I'm sitting there and, he, uh, and he, uh, I'm thinking, listening to him. And he goes then, well, what if, we, if, what if you were a man and all you love is to be a family man? You love to take care of children. You love to teach, to nurture. You, and you, what, what happens to you? He says, you know, you're judged. You judged and you said that you were wrong. You know, you said, man up, you know, what don't be such a boo, you know, you get all these labels on you. Yeah. And, and then I thought, oh my God, I started to think about my ex-husband. He was actually a stay-at-home dad the last three and a half years of our marriage. That was in the, in the other century, you know, before the year 2000. And, and, um, and I started to think about, wow, that's so right. I remember he was so judged for being a stay-at-home dad. But there was something more that happened to me there. I just kind of like, as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and all of a sudden I think, oh, my God. I who thought I was so open, so ready for people to be just to show up who they are and accept them where they are and i had told myself that that that's what who i am you know i thought it was the good person there i just saw i had actually judged him myself unconsciously and then i listened to nick as he goes and he said well what if you're a woman you're born as a girl and you are fast forward, you are go-getter, you want things to happen, you want things to, you want to see things become reality, and you are on it. And again, I go, holy moly, he's talking about me. And I remember being a girl and my mom begging me to, go, to you know, put on some dresses, and I didn't want that, I wanted to be just no dress up casually and you know i remember my parents saying runa don't be so confrontational you should be more of a lady you know and i'm thinking whoa all of those times when i remember being told that i wasn't good enough that that was not the way that i should behave because i was a girl so there i am at the un and i literally i can't i think we can call this a matrix moment don't you think Definitely, 100%. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like going, holy moly. And 
I could just literally feel something happen inside of me. So just a couple of hours later, uh, we get the notification. There's a storm coming into New York. People are saying, okay, the, the conference is over. You go, if you can change your flight, change it now, go now. So quiz pass boom. Before I know it, I'm in the taxi with Nick. We're going to the airport. And because of all this craziness that was going on in New York at the time, that taxi ride that should have taken 40 minutes, it took two and a half hours. Wow. And in that taxi, we kept on talking about boxes. We talked about how boxes have been showing us the ugliest part of the world, slavery, concentration camps, how boxes have been putting people down because of how they look or their skin color or they gender or their religion or whatever. And we decide in that taxi to do something about it. We basically decide, okay, we need to step up. We need to start create some different way of seeing things. We need to help people to just understand that we are all in it together. And it, unless we all raise our consciousness in this and we start to uh, have different type of conversations and question the boxes that we have been socially conditioned to believe that we are, and that's how we should or should not behave. So in that taxi, we decided to, to create a movement. In that taxi, we decide to write a book. In that taxi, we decide that this was it. And when we left, I was going to Iceland, he was going to the UK. We said goodbye to each other at JFK. That was our plan. Six months after that taxi ride, actually to the date, we had our first international meeting we, uh, in, in a partnership with the Icelandic Embassy in London, uh, where we had conversation with some of the leading experts in the gender equality uh, field in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, nine months to the day, we, the book was published, The Story of Boxes, The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Uh, the uh, Kindle edition, and then later on, the, the print version came out. And we have, till this day, we have been looking at, with in, in partnership with experts in the world, in neuroscience, in energy fields, in conscious, recent consciousness, we've been looking at how can we help humanity to be more aware of the boxes that we are putting ourselves into and others because the moment we put ourselves into one box we're putting another person into another and we will we are doing it all of us and the more that we go into this field of how can we change our firing and wiring in our head how can we change our pattern how can we help people doing that from all that work um the game of boxes was created and that is one of one of the tools that we're using today because we saw you know we can go we this is serious method Joachim I mean this is serious method but we I, I believe that we cannot do this unless that we put some lightness into it some fun into it some 
just we laugh at it because it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, Rona. And well, I think this is like super inspirational because, like what you said, we've been put in boxes since you know our like since since we were kids, right? Yeah. Um, so even before we're born. Exactly. They were already there. So it's very yeah. difficult to to get out. And like what we were talking about last time, I, I also remember when I was in, in high school, even the boxes are already present. Like we have like the like the popular girls, there are the nerdy guys. And where do you want to belong? Where do you want to fit into? Do you want to yeah. belong or fit into one of I those think, boxes? Wait, I, think we, I think it's a very human thing that we mm -hmm. want to belong, that we want to be safe. We want to be you know, feel that we are valued, and uh, that we want to be understood. I think it's very, 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 very human thing to do. And those are the drivers that, like, they're invisible, but they drive us into, uh, into the boxes. Yeah. Keep on. Yeah. Now, I would love to know a little bit more about the game because you're already touching up on it. Um, yeah. And, like... I'm sure the game, like you can perhaps tell a little bit something about how people can actually identify that they are living inside a box or that they are living their conditioning. Um, mm. I think that like, we know it's present, but like, but are there some symptoms for people to like, oh shit, now I'm in a box. I really want to, to get out of that and be myself, think, like live, what, live yeah. out who I am, right? Yeah, I think the moment, I mean, we do this so unconsciously we're so programmed to this um it just i don't know if you noticed it just when you said the popular girls and the cool guys you already did not exactly um uh, give women chance to be cool mm. or guys to be popular mm -hmm. so you see we do this automatically because in our in our minds you probably see the popular girls and you see the cool guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You see, so that is just part of your program. Yeah. Yeah, I actually see it quite on the opposite when I think about it, but that's just my program. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we do this and, and we, uh, how do we notice it? It is basically every time we talk about the other people. Every time we do that, we're boxing. And believe me, we do this, I don't know how many, hundreds, <laughs> all the time. Know, one day, yeah. Um, and it's like, <laughs> it, 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 and it's so embedded in us that we do not notice it. And I just, I can, I can give you an, one, one story that I thought was really interesting because um, I love having conversations with people around this. And one day when I was doing a, a workshop, and one of the things that I do in my workshop is that I ask people to just spontaneously think about, you know, what are the two to three things that pop up in your mind? The first thing that pops up in your mind when you think about men, go and they write it down. And then what are the two to three things that you pop up in your mind when you think about women? Boom, go. They write it down. And then we, they share it. On, on Mentimeter, so we get these like clouds, word clouds, and we start to see the stereotypes. 
and which we then can go and say, ah, right. So men are strong, men are leaders, men are, you know, all of this. But then you go, well, what if you're a man, you're not strong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? What if you are a man and you're not a leader? You don't see yourself as a leader. Mm-hmm. And then it comes with women. They are, it's so I get, I can almost puke when I see this. <laughs> women are considered to be caring, collaborative, beautiful. And what if they're not? If what if you're not? But you're conditioned to be so. You're judged if you're not. You are even today with the the whole notion of women empowerment and women in leadership. You're actually hired because you people assume because you're a woman you're going to bring in more collaboration to the workplace. See how big this is? Yeah. Yeah. So. We do this all the time. And when it comes to the game, because we, we just saw that, like I said before, we saw we needed to do this in a, in a lightning way. We needed to do this as well, that we could be uh, in a high vibrational state, that we could be open and laugh when we see, oh, no, I don't believe in that I had this notion you know, in mind. Uh, that it you know although it's serious that we can go to that place and therefore the game of boxes which actually came to me during the just last uh last year i was out on a walk in the middle of the it was the second wave of covid coming into iceland at the time and you know all the restriction again you're out there and you're thinking, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do, how are we going to be playing this? We can't meet, we can't, we have to do, 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 do. And this idea pops up in my head, expansion. How do we expand? How do we, how can we expand our mindset? How can we challenge our mindset? How can we break free from this? And money comes into this, into my head and i think okay so how can i that's basically that's one thing that i personally would love to smash is my money box and i i get this idea so i i uh in my walk i call i sent nick a text and i said nick how about we do this as a game and i get immediately reply sounds fantastic tell me more so that's how we started that was in i think september last year yeah late september we decided to do a trial we did a trial with over 100 people in november last year and we could not believe the results we were like oh gosh this does actually work and so we had another we did another go in january and then in june and um there was a group of people from Israel that played in September, and now we're doing another big one in with which is just an international one uh, with people from all walks of life. We're not going to box people in. Um, they're going to play with us in the game starting November first. And so, what what we do is just if I tell you quickly, how does the game go go about? So it's all about an imagination. It's all about our imagination. So day one in the game, Nick and I, in our generosity, 
we give all players an imaginative $100. It goes into their account. And all they have to do is to spend it and share in a closed Facebook group what they spend it on. Um, imaginary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very important because it became so real the first time we did this for a time we thought oh my god are people actually spending it are they going to sue us for spending all this money but <laughs> 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 we're like no. we're, yeah we were in, we, we got really scared but anyway uh, that, that's a sidetrack but second day we doubled the amount and you have 200 dollars to spend third day you have 400 fourth day you have 800 dollars $1,600, $3,200, on we goes, and you're into million before you know it. And there's only one rule. You can't save it. You can, you can I love invest. that. <laughs> you can invest. You can, mm -hmm. you can start to collaborate with other people. You can start to create your own little funds. You can start to do whatever, but you can't put it into like, this is going to be my, you know, retirement fund or whatever. No, that can't do that. And here's what happens. Can you, what would you say just when you hear me explain this game, what do you see Joachim will happen? Well, what I can imagine, I don't know what yeah. happens, but what, can I, what I can imagine is that there is so much creativity opening up for people that they start thinking in a whole other ways of abundance and starting to collaborate with one another and so on. So I think that part of creativity often is a kind of a money block for ourselves. But when money is kind of no issue and you start doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling, you're like, oh, wow, I actually have never thought about that idea yeah. or this idea yeah. or that project and now let's start implementing it so exactly yeah and i i for myself in the first game that we did this you know because nick and i've been playing with people we're not just the facilitators we're playing with them um i was one day i was googling i was thinking oh i really would like to do some exotic you know travel somewhere you know you're in covid you're in you know everyone is stuck and you really want to do something so I started to Google and I found this fa fabulous trip, cycling trip in Croatia. I never thought about that. And I cycled around Iceland last, last summer or the summer 2020. And so I was all intrigued and I thought, whoa, this is so cool. So I looked at how much it cost and I just said, okay, I'm gonna buy the ticket today for me knowing of course at that time i knew that tomorrow i'm gonna have double the amount so i can then invite my partner to come with me and which i did in the game and this was a, a trip that i probably would never have even googled i would not even have yes. checked is mm -hmm. it a possible you know here's the fun thing of this this trip just did not leave my mind i just thought i want to go on this trip <laughs> so you booked it <laughs> i actually want to manifest this trip but it was yes. quite expensive it was actually quite expensive and i was thinking well i could save up you know it's really but what i did was started a process decided okay i'm gonna do this and then this september my partner and i 
did for a whole week. We cycled and we were on a boat that went between the islands and of Croatia and we were cycling during the day and the boat picked us up. It was an amazing trip that not only did I live it when I was doing it in the game, I then lived it, experienced it in the real time, whatever is real. Wow. And that's also the intention of the game, right? In the end, that it yeah. kind of becomes and real. In it real becomes life, real. Maybe. Yeah. And wow. because what we're doing, if we look at the biological things that we're doing in this, is that we are teaching our body, literally teaching our body how it feels to feel anything different than what we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. So we're teaching them the feeling of abundance. We're teaching our body how it's going to feel like when you, there is nothing stopping you financially. How, and for most, most people, we see often that it's about uh, freedom and, and being valued. And so as our mind, our mind is really, is, is consistently showing us and we're, it's the language of our mind is one thing, but our body is constantly showing us the language of our feelings. So when we feel good, our body shows that and we, wipe, we are vibrating as that feel-good person. So it has on so many layers, this, this game is on so many layers, opening things up, and uh, creating different mindsets. Uh, it's smashing so many of our limiting beliefs. It is expanding and it's creating all of these collaborations and connections with people that we are playing with, people that we don't know, but we come to know them through that game. And we come to see that um, we are more connected than the boxes have are showing us on day to day in our day to day life, uh, and we're, the connection is more real than we think. It's it's uh, it, it's just as much as of an illusion to say that we are divided, as to witness and feel how united we actually are. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, Wilma. Now, apart from the, let's say, kind of the financial or the, or the kind of money blocks that we have in order to really, you know, kind of step out of a box and become more creative and become more of the person that we're kind of designed to be from our birth, mm -hmm. could you perhaps tell a little bit about, about your own journey of how you have deconditioned yourself of what kind of process you have used yourself to do it? I know you wrote a also a book that had mm -hmm. that three-step process yeah. um but it would be lovely also to 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 give your own experience and, and tell it, how you did it's, it um, yeah um i feel i feel i'm just on the journey like you and i often see this as i often see the box in a form of an onion and the layers that i can take off uh, as I dare to be, I, I, I am bold enough to show up more authentically 
I'm bold enough to stand up for myself and others when I see someone is not being treated as I feel he or she should be treated. That I am bold enough to to uh, raise my hand when I feel oh, I start, you know, questioning things that people often don't question because they've been told. Um, so I don't think I am. I'm. I, the more that I do that, and you know how it is when we're picking an onion. And when we're, it can be painful. You know, you, you cry sometimes when you're chop, chopping an onion because it goes into your eyes. And the similar thing is as you go take one layer, you might want to be, you know, it's one thing of saying con consciously, oh, I, I would like to be a free, free person and I would like to be blah, blah, blah out there. And so it's one thing of saying it and another thing going through it, it can be painful. Because some of these limiting beliefs, they're just holding us back. So what I felt has been really important for me on this journey is to be aware that I am programmed and stop sometimes when I, especially when I feel something is nudging me, like I, something is irritating me, to stop then and ask, where does that come from? Why is that irritating me? Um, and and understand that, and just be be kind to myself in that in that process. Second of all, second of all, this is self awareness, self um, actions. So I, I'm I'm questioning my preformed thinking, listening, and acting is something that might have worked for me in the past. It might have been, you know, as a little girl, someone came to me and did something to me that came, gave me a wound and I decided that I was never ever, 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 ever gonna do that again. I need to just be aware that, yeah, that was my, that worked for me then. And, and, and what is actually gonna work for me now for me, that is really related to who do I want to be and to become. So I so in my questioning my preformed thinking, listening, and acting needs to be linked to who do I want to be. Because then I can decide how do I want to react to things if I need to react to anything really. So the second and the third thing is have humor. A lot. 100%. Yes. You know, if there is one thing that I've learned, I am never going to get out of this life alive anyway. Why? make it all so serious i th that has been probably the thing for me that have helped me the most and even in the darkest hours when i really just want to cry even i've been able to laugh and to, you know laugh at myself now i really 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 Really? Is it really worth it? And you go, nah, it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks for sharing that because I totally resonate with, with that as well. Yeah. All right. So the three steps to, to decondition. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, that, that process, because I, I fully resonate that, you know, deconditioning, what you said can be quite, you know, painful and it can challenge the beliefs that we've held for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, it can be scary to then just open up and let go and step up for who you really are. Right. Um, and sometimes, sometimes we're just not ready, Jorgen. Sometimes mm. we're just not. We, uh, you know, it, sometimes we, we feel like, yes, I need to do this, but I'm not ready to do it at this moment. And, and that is okay. I find it's easy. When that comes up for me, um, there are three things that I look at. I look mm -hmm. at, okay, do I want to live in this box? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I just want to live in it and then decide how I'm going to do that? Do I want to? love this box you're actually gonna wait do a conscious choice i'm just gonna love this box or do i want to leave it so live it love it leave it so powerful <laughs> yeah so powerful now Runa, i want to move into i think the kind of last question that i would love to ask you is once we have been you know it's not like once you have been deconditioned, but it's like, what has been the most important lesson for you in order to really, you know, start living out who you truly are, like living your purpose and really start pursuing your dreams. Like what has been the key for you in order to, to pursue that life? It was, I think, okay, I'm going to just answer by the first thing that it comes for me, up for me when you answer that, when you ask me that question. It's when I realized that I'm not one thing. When I realized that probably the most courageous thing that I can do is to accept that my purpose today, and I can be really aligned with my purpose today, doesn't have to necessarily have to be the purpose tomorrow. And it is that. I just when you realize, wow, I used to think this was it, but now I'm not really aligned with it anymore. And it's not really serving me anymore. It's not really, it's not really giving me that feeling that I used to have. It's actually putting me down. It's like I'm just on a repeat or whatever it is. And just to be brave enough, bold enough to accept that and, and then go back and say, okay, so what really excites me? and have the courage to move that way. And that comes, the, the, those three things, live it, love it, leave it, pops up then. Yes. Mm -hmm. Was it just an aha moment that I want to look into and just keep that and, 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 and work on maybe? And maybe, okay, I'm gonna leave it as, I'm gonna live it as it is. And as I'm pondering through this, or am I ready to make that move? But just to, it was a big aha moment when I realized I don't have to be one thing all my life. Because I'm not. I'm many things. And so much more to explore. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it. I think it's a super powerful message 
for everyone like to keep flexible be open and take what you said also like that kind of like follow your excitement right follow inspired action forward every day and it doesn't matter that your purpose from one or two days ago like perhaps you don't like it anymore but then follow your excitement indeed i think that's very and i know this is so opposite to anything that has to do with personal branding which has been my field because in personal branding we do talk about you know what is that one thing you know be known for that one thing Mm-hmm. and you can be known for that one thing when you do the road that I'm talking about but it is not the the same way as we've been taught how to do it for sure it's a different way to do it and to build your brand as the multiple dimension that you are yeah 100% Runa thank you so much for sharing this for sharing all your inspirational insights um of course before you go please let us know what the best places are that you know people can find you and your work uh, play with us the game of boxes you go to the game of boxes.world and that's where you can sign up and play with us in in uh, november or if you want us to if you want to set up a game for your team or for your organization we can do that as well or check with me i am runa magnus r-u-n-a-m-a-g-n-u-s.com that's my personal website awesome runa i'll make sure that we drop all this information in the show notes below and i'm going to encourage everyone to play that wonderful game magic is going to happen there i'm sure uh, Runa, thank you once again so much for all your energy you. and the insights for this wonderful conversation. And I hope to be seeing you soon in real life. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for listening to this super inspiring conversation with Runa Magnus Dotter. If you really enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you share this with a friend, a colleague, or somebody that you think could be inspired and energized by this episode as well. Of course, you can do that by simply sharing the link of this episode or you could share my website dreambuilders.com slash podcast don't forget to click the subscribe button right now on spotify or apple podcast and it would of course be awesome if you could leave a review as well about the part that you enjoyed the most that would really really help me so once again thank you all so much for listening and i see you back soon